Anybody been having any sickness going on at your house recently? Anybody? Just raise your hand. Have you? Anybody? Am I the only one? Seriously, there's been a few of us. Um, actually, I'm feeling really pretty good now. During the holiday season, I was, I was not feeling just right pretty much through Christmas and New Year's. But right now, I'm feeling great. But every week, pretty much from, from December 1st all the way through New Year's Day, I had something going on. It wasn't bad. It was, I mean, it went from, uh, for a week I had this kind of nagging headache. It was never bad enough to keep me down. Uh, and then for a couple of days I had a sore throat. And then there was a couple of days when I was feeling a little nauseous. And then for about another week I had some congestion. And during all of that, uh, Miss Tina would come up to me. She'd say, Craig, how are you feeling? And, and I would say, oh, hell, I got this going on. So I like to complain, you know. And then she would say, well, have you gone to the doctor? And I would say, no. Typical man, right? Any, any of you ever do that? Do you ever have stuff going on that you know you're just not quite feeling right? And, and you, you think, but it's not that bad. There's really no, it's not bad enough to go to the doctor. Anybody else ever do that? Or am I the only one? No, I know I'm not the only one. Kind of silly when you think about it. I realize, Tina, that I'm kind of hard-headed. But I also realize I'm not the only one. It seems kind of silly when, when you stop and you look at it to think, there's something, I'm not feeling right. I know something's just not the way it should be, yet I know there's something I could do to make it better, but I choose not to do it. Why would anybody be hard-headed like that? But we do, don't we? And it's not just physical that that happens, by the way. My question for you this morning is, did, did any of you come into church today feeling maybe spiritually under the weather? Maybe you hadn't thought about it that way. Did you come in today just kind of feeling like, well, I'm, it's not that bad. I, I'm, I'm in church anyway, so it's not that bad. But did any of you come into church and say, I just, don't, I, I just don't feel quite right. There's something that's just not right. If that describes you, what I believe Jesus wants to do today is I believe that he wants to diagnose your symptoms. I believe Jesus, as the great physician, wants to help identify this potential sickness, spiritual sickness, that you may be experiencing and, and weren't even aware of. So what we're going to do is today I'm going I'm to help to begin to diagnose, with the help of the Holy Spirit, this potential thing that you got going on, this bug, this spiritual bug that you may have. And then next week, I'm going to share with you what the cure is. Um, but for now, if you'd open up your Bibles to that, uh, that passage of Scripture that was read for you a moment ago, um, I'll begin this process of diagnosis. In um, Revelation, the last book of the Bible is Revelation. And it is one of the most mysterious and probably most misunderstood books in the entire Bible. It's filled with lots of imagery and, and prophecy about what the, wor- the end of the world as we know it. And the fact of the matter is, people have been reading that book for 2,000 years, and I'm not sure that anybody knows what it means even today. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of study, but I'm not exactly sure that anybody even knows even today what all that imagery and prophecy ultimately will be, how it will be lived out. 
But the whole book is not like that. Actually, the first two or three books, or the first two or three chapters of the book of Revelation are different from the rest. In fact, the first two or three chapters, we find uh, Jesus, through the apostle John, speaking um, some truth into the lives of some churches that existed back in the day. And one of those churches was a church named Laodicea. And that's where we begin our, our, our passage of Scripture for today. Now, what can we know about the church of Laodicea? Well, one of the things we know about the town or the city of Laodicea was that it was a financial um, cornerstone of the region. And that financial status um, came with wealth. So it was, a, it was a wealthy, affluent community. In fact, they were so wealthy and affluent, um, an illustration of their affluence was that in AD 60, uh, Laodicea went through a terrible earthquake, and much of the city was devastated. And because it was a part of uh, the, the Roman Empire, the Roman government said, hey, we'll come in and we'll help you rebuild your city. And they said, nope, we don't need you. We are so wealthy, we are so well off, that we don't need your help. It wasn't that they weren't thankful. They just didn't need it. They didn't want it. They said no. Now that's an awesome thing, isn't it? But the reason why I tell you that story is because that story is also an illustration uh, or a symptom of a sickness that they were in the midst of. Um, You see, they were so well off, or they thought themselves so well off, that they didn't believe that they needed help from anyone, including God. Now, I'm going to stop right there, and I want you to understand what I'm saying. I am not suggesting to you that the church of Laodicea didn't believe in God. They believed in God. They just weren't sure that they needed God. Big difference. So recognize the difference. And it's that, um, that kind of attitude that um, Jesus, through the Apostle John, speaks our passage of Scripture today. And you remember what he said? He's speaking to this, this group of people in Laodicea. He says this, he says, um, I recognize that you are neither hot nor cold. But i got to tell you the truth. I wish that you were one or the other. But because you are neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. That sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? Well, here's, here's what's even more interesting. Um, I'm going to get graphic here, but considering we're talking about sickness, you can appreciate what I'm about to say. The actual translation, you know, when it says, um, because you are neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. A better translation is, because you are neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. (laughs) Now that is harsh, isn't it? What was he saying? What was he he trying to, to get to by making this statement to these people, this church, these people who believed in him? He was trying to say, folks, you are sick, and you're making me sick. Do you know it? Do you even recognize that you are? See, I think they knew they were sick. I think they knew when they went to church, I think they knew that they were feeling under the weather, whether they were able to articulate it that way or not. I think they knew it. But I don't 
think they cared enough to actually do anything about it. Because to actually do something about it may rock the boat. To actually do something about the spiritual sickness that they were experiencing may cause them to have to change in ways that they didn't want to change. You see, they liked their life. Yes, they knew they didn't feel quite right. Yes, they knew that they feel kind of blah. Maybe lukewarm. But listen, we're good. Look at the rest of the world. Compared to them, we got this thing called life figured out. So do we really want to mess with something that's that's going that good? Well, Jesus said, perhaps you should consider it because you're making me sick too. I want to stop right there for just a second because I'm worried. You see, when I reflect on that passage of Scripture, then I reflect on me or us, when I kind of get a 10,000 foot view of this whole thing, it strikes me that we aren't a whole lot different. That we are not dissimilar from the Laodiceans, at least from an affluence perspective. Everybody knows that we are blessed to live in the most affluent society in world history. Even the poorest among us, from a worldly perspective, would be among the richest in the world, right? Right? And that's a blessing. I hope you recognize that as a blessing. But I fear that it might also be a symptom of our sickness. It even has a name. And I'm not even kidding you. It's it's called affluenza. What What are the symptoms of affluenza? Well, they're probably more than what I'll be able to described to you today, but let me, let me um, just list a few. Some of the, the symptoms of this illness is that um, we think that we're smart, that we're savvy, and that we really don't need any help. We got this figured out, this thing called life. In fact, we are so confident, for the most part, that we have this thing called life figured out that we, too, believe that we don't need God. Now, don't misunderstand me. One of the symptoms of of affluenza is not that you don't believe in God. One of the symptoms of affluenza is believing that you really don't need God. Remember, that's what we were talking about before. One of the symptoms of affluenza is to, try, to, is to treat God kind of like a fashion accessory. You can fill in what you want. But, but what we do, one of the symptoms, this is how you might be able to tell whether you have affluenza, is that you kind of treat God like a pair of shoes 
that you only wear on Sundays. You take God out of the closet, this pair of shoes, right? And you put them on, you come, to, you come on Sunday mornings and you worship. And then once you're done, and you feel better, right? You put on that pair of shoes, that makes you feel good. And, and you, then you go back home and you take off your, your Sunday shoes and you put them back in the closet and you don't put them back again until next Sunday morning, right? Or whenever you get back to church. Because you really only need to go to church when you feel like it, right? And then, another symptom of affluenza is that you're feeling better because you've put on your Sunday shoes, God. And then you go home and you put them back and you put on your other shoes, however many shoes you put on. And then what happens when you have affluenza is you begin to realize that as the days go by, you're, you're starting to feel blah again. And you, you wonder why. And you think... I just need to get back to church. I always feel better when I go home from church. God is not a fashion accessory. A pair of shoes that you put on when you feel like it. And if that's the way you're treating Him, It's a symptom that you're sick. And quite honestly, you're making God sick too. I'd rather that you be hot or cold than lukewarm, than blah. Makes me want to vomit. I don't know if you came to church today feeling spiritually under the weather or not. I don't know if that's the way you... I don't know whether you're sick. I Honestly, I don't. How could I know? I'm just Craig. But what I believe is that if God... The God is calling you, every single one of us, He is calling us to the communion table this morning. And that is a great blessing. The reason why He's doing it is because He loves you. And He wants you to remember that He loves you. He wants you to remember... What he, that he loved you so much that he was willing to die for you and that he was willing to invite you to become part of his family and become part of his plan to save the world. And that's what we remember when we, when we um, celebrate the sacrament of communion that we have been invited to be Jesus to the world. Not just Sunday mornings, by the way, either. So when you come, he's just saying, consider the possibility that maybe you're sick. And then remember that there is something you can do about it. There's a cure. 